Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Let's Talk CFL Podcast. Roundtable discussion recorded live on Sunday and Wednesday nights. Visit Let's Talk CFL on Facebook for showtime. Brought to you by the Let's Talk Sports Groups on Facebook. Our partners, LostWorldOnSport.com. Stream live on BlogTalkRadio.com. Hey, good evening, football fans, and welcome to Let's Talk CFL Podcast. This is episode number 264. I'm your host, Christopher Jones, and how the hell are you? Well, we're going to talk football for the next two hours, so I hope you're pretty awesome. Hey, it, we're going to look at week seven of the CFL season. We are now one, or after this weekend, we are one-third of the way through the season. We're now 21 weeks long now with this extra bye week and everything else that's happening. Wow, it's pretty exciting stuff. Look, it, it, how close are the standings? Like, Jesus. I, yeah, I know there's only four or five games. Weeks have played. Everybody's uh, Edmonton, Winnipeg are the only teams that have played five games. Everybody else have played four. But, I mean, hey, Winnipeg in last place in the West is only two games out of first place in the West. No surprise there. The Eastern Division top team is only 500. There you go. But Montreal's kind of sucking in the bottom there. Toronto's right along with them. I don't know. This is exciting. It's football. And who knows what's going to happen. If this is anybody's year. I mean, uh, Jamie Nye put out some uh, uh, power rankings recently. And he put Calgary in first place and Montreal in ninth place. And uh, a cluster of inconsistent playing teams in the middle. Uh, no shit, eh? Like, seriously, this is not a great game, great season of football. This is not stellar football that's being played. But, hey, it's still exciting, and it's what we do. Now, before we get off to the show and uh, bring in the panel and everything else, I got one thing to say here. I got a, a, a friend of mine, an old friend of mine. Uh, we're going to call him a friend because, you know what, Al? It's not an enemy. Uh, Frank Stanishi, who does a Candid Frank live show, another podcast, CFL podcast, actually where I started podcasting. He brought me on, and we played for probably around 300 episodes there. He's doing his 600th episode tonight, and uh, just congrats to Frank. Uh, well done, buddy. Uh, keep it up and keep going. And uh, take care, everybody. Oh, John Granger, Kelly Bale, Mike Townsend, all you guys over on that podcast. Podcast, uh, you guys are doing a yeah, great job, man. I mean, hey, anybody that's doing talking football about the CFL and keeping us forefront and center with everybody on the fans around there, got to be doing a good job by me, anyhow. So, uh, yeah, so we're going to talk football for the next hour and 20 minutes. We're going to preview the, the four games that we're going to do uh, that are coming up here Saskatchewan, Hamilton, BC, Ottawa, Winnipeg, Toronto, and Montreal coming over to Calgary. Uh, let's open up the phone line here and bring on my panel charles is going to be about it might make it for the second hour he's got some family stuff going chris is going to be in in about 20 minutes and i've just opened up will mcdonald's mike how you doing buddy (laughs) i'm very good christopher you know what you my friend never cease to amaze me (laughs) but what and i don't i don't have to say anything else you just think about it, buddy, and you never cease to amaze me. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm glad I keep you entertained, my friend. Because, you never know, hey, in what? We... I, never what? in my life did I think certain words would come out of your mouth. And, wow, I'm impressed. What? 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 You, 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 know, don't hey. hold, you don't hold grudges. 
I, absolutely you're, not. No, a- anything that ever happens a, to me is only five class, minutes. You're just a. I never thought I'd ever say this about you, but you're just a classy human being. Okay. Wow. Thank you, my friend. I'll take that as a, a badge of honor. And no, no, uh, that we'll, is to, that is a total that is a total compliment. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. So how's okay, the missus then. doing? But how's the missus doing? She's, she okay? uh, she's, she's excited because she gets her staples out tomorrow. So Good, 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 good. And her leg is almost back to normal other than the pretty purple color. Okay? So uh, People pay a she, lot of money uh, for colors like that and, and the drugs that she gets too. Well, you know, it, it's pretty amazing because I was talking to a physiotherapist today, and my physiotherapist says getting your knee replaced is the closest thing you can come to getting your leg amputated. I would don't don't and, doubt that. And and if you think about it, my wife is getting all these little electrical shocks in her knee right now. Yeah. And my physiotherapist tells me that's her body looking for her knee that is no longer there. Great. So mm-hmm. Well uh-huh. so quite I'm, interesting. I'm glad I'm glad Mrs. Will is doing well. And she's on the, on the road to recovery, and uh, she's not driving you batty yet. Uh, you have to take care of her after what she's put up with you for the last couple of years. Oh, oh, she's uh, this is not <laughs> this is not a person who lets the grass grow under her feet. This so is, she, this is payback. So she is going she is going nuts right now. So because she can't yeah, do anything. So I don't I don't doubt that for a minute. Okay, Mark Weddall. How you doing, buddy, and how is Winnipeg? Doing good, doing good. It's a little too hot here again. Uh, other than that, no, I'm doing well. Ready to finally yeah. be back on the show and talk some football. Yeah, yeah. It was 39 degrees here yesterday. Yeah, That's ungodly. Had, with the humidity, we've had uh, between 36 to 40 for like a week and a half. Yeah, it's just, just, come on, stop. <laughs> and it's week Six, not week seven. It's a Charles typo. Oh, is that a Charles typo? Jesus, yeah. what am I going to do with him? Okay, so yeah, you're right. It is week six because there's only a few teams that have played five games. Yeah. Thanks very much for that correction. Okay, we'll do the, the third of the season next week or the week after the next week. That, that was, I'll remember that. Anyhow, so uh, let's uh, play some tunes. 516-418-5408 to speak with the host. Or hit up on social media through the Facebook group or on Twitter at Let's Talk CFL. Oh my God, there we are. Okay, so that's taken care of. So we got four games tonight. Uh, Charles, did, Charles didn't put in his numbers, did he? Nobody, nobody passed me on numbers. No, he we didn't. Got the, we got the agenda. Oh, what, what is this? Who? Winnipeg Blue Bombers offensive lineman Pat Newfeld was. Fine for unnecessary roughness for a late hit on Solomon Aluminium. And Solly had to have surgery because of it. Way to go. Way to go. He's on the six-game injury list now. Solly might be gone for the season. Six to eight weeks, they say. Six to eight weeks. And then Dylan Wynn got suspended for one game for his hit on C.J. Gable. But nothing happened to that Tristan Ogopogo for his... Abuse of the quarterback. Oh my good lord! What are we gonna do? 
I, I, I'm going to have to send another tweet over to Randy Ambrosi and say, uh, WTF, what the fuck you doing, buddy? Okay, enough of that. I'm on a crusade. So, let's start off with the Saskatchewan-Hamilton game. Is this where Saskatchewan takes over last place against from Winnipeg, or what's going to happen here? I can't ask Charles what's going to happen, so it's going to be Will. What's going on with this game? I do believe I do believe this game is in. Then is it not? It's in the hammer. It's in the hammer, and Chris Jones said today he is going to continue to play quarterback rotation. So you never know who's going to play on any given play. It's going to confuse the crap out of. Gene Jones? Line, I would guess. No, the Saskatchewan whole line, I would guess. Okay. It's not confusing any other team. It's like, which pile on today, gonna, number one? Or, it's only going to confuse the today, number one, Which pile on today, number one or number two? Canadian pylon or American pylon? Take your pick. Anyways. Um, oh. I, I think, uh, you know, Hamilton had a week off. I do believe that's right. They were off last week. And... Uh, they were coming off a loss to uh, to Saskatchewan, were they not? Yes, they were. And it was a very close game. And it just doesn't seem Hamilton could get on track, and Jeremiah Mazzoli was a little off track. I don't think he's going to be off track this week because he's had a week to look at the film, and Chris Jones is going to try all of his tricks again. And I don't think Saskatchewan has the stuff to beat Hamilton. So I am going to say this score is going to be uh, Hamilton 38, Saskatchewan 16. 38-16 for the Ticats. Okay, the, the kitties are going to take the Rough Riders. Ah, okay. And Phyllis, Phyllis Jesperson will rejoice. She will rejoice. She's always happy when the Ticats win. Yeah. Mark, what do you think is going to happen to this? West versus East. <laughs> Mark, where'd you go? Just to help to have the mic turned on again. Eh? Uh, it does. Not only has Masoli had the week off to study the defenses and stuff, He's going to come out fired up because he's going for a record of 10 what straight, record? 10 straight 10 games straight, over 300 yard games. yards. Yep. And that's a, like a CFL record or a Hamilton record or a Mazzoli record? C- that's CFL a, record. That's a CFL record. Really? 10 straight games with 300 plus yards? Yeah. He's no he's no other with, quarterback has ever done that. No, he's tied with five or six guys at nine. Not not even that wonderful Bo Levi Mitchell? No, not even Doug Flutie. Wow. He's tied with them. I think Flutie's in the bunch with, that are tied with nine. Yeah, so he's coming out fired up. You know, he's going to, of course, be saying, you know, it's not even in my mind. It's like, bullshit. bullshit. You're gone from a guy who everybody on this podcast for the last couple of years, has said he's not a quarterback. He's no good. Two yeah, setting his CFL record listen, for I don't over, think he ever listened to our podcast. I would assume not. No. But uh, Phyllis has, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> but 
but you know what I mean. Like he's going to come out fired up. He's coming. The whole team's going to be trying to get him that record. Um, I'm wondering if we're going to see some go routes against Carter. Because he still has a defensive back, and yeah, I know he's played more games, so he's getting more comfortable, but he still shouldn't be there. He still and shouldn't be there. With Saskatchewan doing this quarterback rotation, the defense has had a chance to look at this now, too, for an extra week. So they have the game film on it, and they've been studying that, so I don't think it's going to do anything. I, d- I don't get the quarter the rotation. It just makes no sense. But, hey, Chris Jones is a coach. I'm not. Uh, I'm going to go with Hamilton, 30, uh, Saskatchewan, 17. So you're taking the Ticats as well there. So, you know, the way – I don't think it matters what quarterback Chris Jones has got in there because they really don't have any quarterbacks. I mean, I had somebody the other day that was looking at the power rankings and they said that the BC and Saskatchewan should be flipped because they had Saskatchewan in like seventh place and BC in sixth. And I went exactly what makes Saskatchewan strong. They don't have a quarterback. And I I got no reply from this little Ryder fan. And it's just, it's like really simple. Who is your quarterback? Brandon Bridge, and I don't even know who the other guy is, but it's just like, seriously, come on. You guys needed to do something with your quarterback situation. You went on God Zach Caleros, but you had no plan B. And week one, you needed a plan B. And you've been failing since then. I don't know. Two and two, I guess, would put you tops in the East. Uh... Not quite. You don't have enough points to be there. You would be third in the East. So uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm just not going there. I'm not going there. This is this game has got Ticat written all over it. Although uh, Mazzoli, uh, 28-14. 28-14 for the Ticats. I, I I just making these numbers up. I have no basis to. A wide, oh, I put that under Chris. I should put that under CJ, right? Otherwise, Chris is going to get all upset that he's picking Hamilton. Okay, so there we go. You going to watch the game, Mark? Thursday night. Yeah, I'll be able to watch it. So you're back in. You're not camping. You're going to be watching these weekend's games? Or are you going camping for Saturdays? No, I'm going to be able to watch probably every game except the Bomber game. <laughs> every game but the Bomber game? Why is it not the Bomber game? Yeah. I'll be at work for the Bomber game. <laughs> or at least for most of it anyway. That doesn't make sense. I but, know. Oh, well. Yep. Okay. So the next game up Friday Night Football, we have the BC Lions traveling east to the nation's capital. Frank Clare, Frank Clare Stadium, is it? Yeah, it's Frank Clare Stadium. Um, in Ottawa to play the Red Blacks. This is going to be an interesting game. This is going to be one of the tougher games to pick this this week, I think. Uh, you know, Ottawa's doing okay. Just depends on which um, Trevor Harris shows up. Trevor Harris has been, like, either really hot or really cold. There's no in-between with him. <laughs> 
So if the really nice Trevor Harris shows up, it could be a shootout. If the really bad one comes out, BC's got to win. We got Travis Lule starting, and uh, everybody seems to be very comfortable with that one. So, um, Will, who are you going to pick this week on this uh, BC-Ottawa game, and why? As As of this very moment, I don't know. Yeah, it's um, hard. I'm a homer. I'm going to pick hard BC, game. but it's a tough game. This is a hard game because, I mean, BC is without Solly and without Jeremiah Johnson, right? Correct. They're both, both those on the guys sixth game. On the sixth game. So, and do they have a replacement for Solly? Yeah, they got a guy named I, Jordan I, Herdman who is a, a – a, he really entertained people. He really impressed people in the preseason games as a middle linebacker. Uh, Wally was really happy when he took a practice roster spot or a lesser position on, on special teams and, uh, activating him to middle linebacker. Uh, Wally seems to be very impressed with him and uh, says that we're not going to miss anything. I call bullshit, but let's get well, real. Yeah. I mean, Sully's the best middle linebacker in the league. It's really hard to say too much more than that. It's a little disrespectful on Wally's part to, this the uh, second best in linebacker in the CFL. Oh um, no 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 no! Alex Singleton is not there. Sorry. Okay. Oh, not Alex there. Singleton is he's way past there, but we're not even going to talk about that. Okay. Oh, God. Alex Singleton is is the king. Anyways, um, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna pick this game based on one thing and one thing only, and that is Travis Lulay. Travis Lulay starting at quarterback for the BC Lions. Okay. He's had, he's had, he's had a game under his belt. The rust has gone away. Uh, Trevor Harris, we don't know which Trevor Harris is going to show up. Is it going to be the Mike Riley Trevor Harris or the Marcus Crandall Trevor Harris? And we can't really pick that. Can we call him the Drew Willie? No, we can't. <laughs> we can't really pick. No, he's never been that bad. Um, we can't really pick. So I am going to go with the BC Lions. Uh, let's go 27. The Ottawa Red Blacks, 18. 18. Huh. Interesting. I'm just thinking about the receivers in Ottawa. They got uh, Ellingson and uh, Sinopoli and Sinopoli. Yep, they got some good receivers. And, and BC's, BC. yeah, well, BC's got great receivers, but we don't really have any defensive backs. Our, our secondary has not been doing very well lately. Well, so, did uh, didn't uh, Ottawa just cut one of their defensive backs for certain improprieties? Um, what was his name? Uh, Mark, I think you posted that today, didn't you? Teague I Sherman. Didn't. Teague Sherman. Uh, what what impropriety? Uh, what what did he do? He's char- charged with four counts of sexual assault. <laughs> What's okay. the matter with these football players? So, they can't keep it in the pants. I I don't know. I don't know. But they after he was charged, they cut him outright. Good for you, Ottawa. Yeah, okay. big kudos to Red Blocks there. Absolutely. Kudos. Absolutely. Kudos. So. Ending violence against women so. is very near and dear to everyone's heart. 
and uh, I'm glad yep. that the Ottawa Red Blacks stepped up and did what was right there. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, we just brought Chris online. Are you there, buddy? Yep, you bet. Okay. Um, we're just doing the BC Ottawa game. Uh, Mark's going to go next, and then I'll let you do the uh, Saskatchewan Hamilton and BC Ottawa game together, okay? Mark? Okay, sounds good. Jump in here. Tell me what's going to happen in the BC Lions in Ottawa. Are you going to come out with the BC Sucks? You taking the Red Blacks? Yes, I am taking the Red Blacks, and I'm Ooh. taking them based on one. I'm taking them based on one thing. William Powell, Trevor, no, Trevor Harris, no. <laughs> William Powell, no Sali. Powell's about seventy yards out of the rushing lead, and he's played one less game. You think they're not going to be running right at Herdman? Oh, yeah. Well, when yeah. Winnipeg had the ball, when the first half last week, Harris ran all over BC. You think they're not going to come with that same game plan? But that, and that's that my way off the field. That's yeah, my but point didn't Winnipeg, here. Didn't Winnipeg lose that game? Yeah, they stopped <laughs> running in the second half. <laughs> so that's pretty simple. Um, no, I think... Running the ball a lot keeps Lule off the field. So, and I just can't take BC. You know me. Ugh. Um, no, I'm going to go Ottawa 26, BC 20. Hmm. Chris, I have you here. Welcome to the show, buddy. Yes. How are you doing? Good, good. Just driving around the kids again and got home finally. Oh, jeez. I thought the wife was home to do this kind of shit. Uh, she was, but I was already there, so they just went late. Okay. Well, dad duties always come first. Yeah. So we've uh, gone on to this uh, Saskatchewan-Hamilton game, and uh, – all three, yep. Will, Mark, and myself picked the, the the Hamilton Tiger Cats to do this. What are you going to grab? You taking Saskatchewan Hamilton. or are you going to take Hamilton? No, 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 no. No, I'm going to take Hamilton too. I, I just don't think that they're happy about what happened. And uh, they're both coming off the bye, so they'll both be prepped. I think uh, I think Juden Jones is a better coach than Chris Jones. I think uh, Jones will have them ready to go. And, uh I mean, so will Chris, but I just, I just think that uh, Hamilton will be better prepared, and they're a better team. They, they, they didn't show it last time, and they need to show that they are the better team, and they're at home. It's uh, the the Tim's box there, so uh, I think they're going to win. I think it's going to be actually fairly decisive win. I'm going to go 38 to 21. Okay. I can accept that. And I, yeah, no, I think I think Hamilton will show how that that they are a way better team. I think they're going to show what they can do. And I, I think that they are probably the second best team in the league. Um, and for BC Ottawa, unfortunately, I'm going to pick Ottawa because they're at home, and I just don't have any faith in BC right now. I know Lule's back and he's playing better, but I mean, what Mark said goes a long way with me about. Sully being out and the Powell being a good running back. And I just, they're at home. Ottawa gets an advantage when they're at home. It's a loud crowd. 
Uh, they like playing in front of their ones. But I think it's going to be a lot closer. Uh, I'll go 30, Ottawa, 30, BC, 28. It's going to be real Ooh. close. That's a that's less than a field goal. That's a t- you're you're picking a tie here. Pretty close. Yep. Yep. Why is it less than three points or less? Yeah, it's three points or less as a tie. So I actually picked that on my uh, pro select too as a tie. Okay. There we go. Well, you know, I'm gonna have to take BC here just because I would never pick Ottawa. I actually I like Ottawa. And somebody posted or asked me a question today, which was if. You had a choice. Which two teams would you like to see in the Grey Cup, and who would you like to see win it? Well, I'd like to see BC and Ottawa in the Grey Cup, with BC winning it, obviously. So this is the, the Grey Cup game for me coming up right now. I said, And then, actually, after I thought about that for a second, I really would like to see BC cross over to the east and play Calgary in the Grey Cup and kick the shit out of them and let them lose three in a row. That would be the most spectacular game. BC winning the first first team to win a, the Grey Cup from the Eastern Division and Calgary, what, three three in a row losses at the Grey Cup? I think that's a record, isn't it? Unless Saskatchewan's done that. Okay, so uh, BC Lions are going to win this game, and it's going to be decisively, and I'm going to pick this one 38-21. to 21. I, the, the boys are going to do it. That's just all I got to say is they're just going to come out and they're going to kick some ass and take some names and off they go. Nobody really believes me, do they? Come on, somebody. Okay, third game up, first game on Saturday, Saturday night doubleheader. We have the Winnipeg Blue Bombers going over to uh, Tarana to BMO Field to play the Argonauts. Wow, big game happening there, and what's going to happen? We got the schedule up, we got the standings up, we got everything here. Who's going to do what for this game? William, Winnipeg Blue Bombers, Toronto Argonauts. Uh, Argos, are look, Argos are looking pretty powerful right now. Well, at one and three. The, they just did play, in my opinion, the second best team in the CFL two weeks in a row. And they won one and they lost one. So, I have no idea who's going to win this game. But, I'm going to... It's in Toronto, right? Yes, it is it's in, in Toronto. It's Toronto. in Toronto. It's in Toronto. I'm gonna I don't give know if my, that's home field advantage, though. Yeah, I, I don't know. I... Winnipeg did look good in the first half last week. And then, well. Didn't, didn't, didn't somebody put out a wanted poster half. for Matt Nichols? Went missing at halftime. Anybody see them? Paul, Paul LaPolice decided not to run their best weapon. Um, just on and on and on and on, the mistakes they made. So, hmm. Can they fix them or are they me. just. Are they just going to keep repeating these stupid mistakes? Uh, well, I think on any given day, you shouldn't pick a Western team or an Eastern team over a Western team, unless the Western team's Saskatchewan. Um, you know what? Four. I'm going to pick. I'm going to pick Winnipeg in this game, and it's going to be a barn burner. 
Okay. It's gonna be it's gonna be forty three. Ooh. To four to forty one. Really? Yeah. Really? You have no Winnipeg, confidence Winnipeg, in Winnipeg or Toronto's defense. Winnipeg doesn't have a defense and I think James Franklin is gonna come out of his shell in this game and show us show us what he can do. Okay, so, so now this is this is coming from Will, who for I don't know the last year or more has said James Franklin has showed us nothing, nothing. He doesn't he even has, he, do, he doesn't he deserve has, to be a starter in the CFL. He is the most competent backup quarterback there is right now because he's one he's 50, he's five hundred so he's just like the rest of the CFL he's five hundred. Okay, oh, oh, so, hang hey. on, hang on, hang on. I'm going to call you on that one. What did you just say? He's the most competent backup quarterback. Yeah. Did you really just say that? Yes. And what is Travis Lule? I have never, sir Christopher, considered Travis Lule a backup quarterback. But he is. If you really if you really want to get down to it, okay, I still think I think he's always been the number one in B C and just he's been hurt all the time. It's that simple. I don't I don't care what Wally says. You don't care what Wally says, so he's, no, he's the number my, one quarterback. No, in my mind, in my mind, a guy with his body of work, okay, he's the number one quarterback. Okay, so there you go. And he just came off. He just came off an ACL, and he's the number one quarterback in BC because the other guy is just not getting it done. That's so true. So, so. You don't consider him a backup quarterback, so now you James I've never, Franklin I've is a backup never, quarterback. I've never, I've never considered him a backup quarterback. Okay, so since we so. are never going to see Ricky Ray on the field, football field during live action again, do yes. you still consider James Franklin a backup quarterback? No, he's the number one quarterback now. Okay, so then your comment didn't it doesn't make sense again. Well, yes, it does because he came in. He was the number two quarterback. He's the backup quarterback for the last so two weeks. Travis Lule. We know, we know. We know Ricky Ray. Yeah, but Travis Lule. You don't, don't, don't compare Travis Lule to James Franklin. Come on. I'm not. Okay, that's like apples and oranges. Okay, and one guy's won his that's Grey like- Cups, and the other guy is nobody. That's why I consider him a backup quarterback. Okay, okay. Okay. I got it. I got it. Okay. Sorry. Forty three forty one is what out. you're calling for you, you called this Winnipeg. So you you think did James Franklin's gonna I have say, a come- I thought I I thought I said forty four forty one. No, you said forty three forty one for Winnipeg. Okay. I'll stick with that, yeah. What do you want? Forty-three, forty-one, Winnipeg. So this is James Franklin's coming out party, but he's going to lose. Absolutely, yes, he is. I'm just just checking, making sure that you got your ducks in a row. Don't try okay. and make sense of this because it doesn't make any sense to me either. Okay. Okay. I'm just no. just playing it playing it fast and loose, buddy. Yeah, I'm I'm all over that. I'm I'm good with it, brother. Okay. Oh, yeah. Mark, have you got any like logic involved in your pick selection here? Because Will's just grabbing things out of the sky. 
Well, no, you just uh, you sent me you sent me on a turmoil, Christopher Jones, because of your opening statement of this podcast. Okay, you just totally blew me away. <laughs> you got to be even keel, bud. You got to roll with it because you never know what the hell I'm gonna do. Okay, you never know what I'm gonna do. Mark, Mark, Winnipeg, Toronto. Yeah. I got to put the W go with, down, right? Yeah, you can put the W down there. I'm obviously going to go with Winnipeg simply because I think they have a much better offense. Because you're a homer? That's proof. Uh, well, and stats and stuff back it up. Because you look at the offenses, Winnipeg's is far better. I know Franklin's playing better, but yeah. Nichols has had his second preseason game out of the way now. He had his worst game as a bomber last week. Yeah, he threw three interceptions, two of which were horrendous throws, another that was tipped. It was just it was his worst game, whatever. Um he's gonna I think he'll have a strong bounce back game. Harris is gonna be Harris. And Lapalise just better bloody well use him in the second half. Um I think it's gonna come down to the the, the O'Shea and Lapalise, those two not making the mistakes they did because they take take away two of Lapalise's mistakes and it's a bomber win. So I'm going to go on that and I'm going to say Winnipeg 37, Toronto. Oh, I'll give them 19. 20 straight points is not two errors. It is when it's two field goals that even with your 20 straight points, you hit those two field goals, Winnipeg walks off with the win. Yeah, and so. if it was a bad – if BC didn't have bad uh, clock management at the end of the first half, they would have had seven points more, and uh, your two field goals wouldn't have mean dick squat. <laughs> just just sharing. Just like, let's that was get just real. A typical like, Winnipeg-BC you, you got Wally made one error. La Police made two errors. Wally's error was bigger then La Police's two errors. And they and well, it's still one. It's a typical Winnipeg BC game. That's that was, the was, BC Winnipeg I'm used to seeing. That's 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 the BC Winnipeg games we like to see. And I would have yep. been okay if Winnipeg won that game as long as it was close. Seventeen nothing was not close. Twenty seventeen is a good game. Forty one nineteen blows goats. My wife couldn't figure out what was going on because we were camping and she was in the tent and I'm listening on the radio in the second half and I just started laughing <laughs> throughout the entire, especially the fourth quarter. I was literally laughing at the radio. You could see it was going to happen. So whatever, it's just football. Ty Long, I enjoy off myself no matter what. Winning the game. Okay. Yep. Chris, up there in Grand Prairie. Is it Grand Prairie, right? Yeah. Yep. Grand Prairie. Uh, well, I'm going to go against the flow and I'm going to go pick Toronto and it's going to be close. Uh, I think it's going to be a good game. And although I'm not crazy about either defenses, I think it's not going to be high scoring just because the offenses aren't going to go great either. Um, and there's enough components to slow each other down. So we'll go Toronto just cause they're at home. Um, and we'll go 28, 24 Toronto. 28-24. 
So you're picking Toronto yep. to win. Winnipeg, 24 points. Does Matt Nichols throw for more than 300 yards? Um, more than 300? Yes, but it's going to be a lot in between the 20s. It's always a lot between the 20s because that's all he does. Man doesn't know how that's to put right. the ball in the end zone. That's right. There you go. And I'm actually giving him like three touchdowns and one field goal. So there you go. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I I don't want to pick Winnipeg just because there's no way I want Winnipeg to win. But it's really hard for me to pick Toronto over Winnipeg because I think Winnipeg is a better team. I think they're it, and the key word there is team. Um, I think Toronto's got a better um, quarterback. Uh. Oh geez, I, it's a tough one. It's a tough one for me. You know what? I'm I'm I'm, I'm gonna just I'm gonna take Toronto and I'm gonna pick Toronto 24-18. Just cause, just cause. BC beat Winnipeg last week. If you got beat by BC, you're a terrible team. That's all I got to say. Okay, last game of the week is going to be who? Montreal traveling to Calgary to play the 4-0 and Stampeders. I don't think we really have any choice on this one. I really don't. If I read one more story about Terrell Owens, I'm going to wretch. Owens appears to be delusional about his abilities of a 44-year-old to play pro football. Let's hope no CFL team furthers the joke by signing him. Bob Irving, really? Bob? Bob, did you really just say this? Come on, Edmonton Eskimos are going to sign Terrell Owens to a a one-year entry-level contract. Why not? If you can get Terrell Owens for... $80,000 $80,000 or $60,000, wouldn't you take him on your team, Bob Erring? Wouldn't Winnipeg take him for Terrell Owens for like $65,000 a year? Hell yeah. You're lying to me if you say no. Hell no. <laughs> you don't want him, but yet your team would take him. No, they wouldn't. I would bet money on it. I would bet money on it. Okay, last game, William, Montreal in Calgary. You're going to the game. You're going to watch this one live. Is the 4-0 and yes, Calgary Stampeders going to make it five? Or is Drew Willie going to come out and embarrass the Stampeders? <laughs> I really I kept a straight face till the end of that, okay? Well, I think, I think the Stampeders are in tough because – you know who's not going to play? Probably. Bully by Mitchell. Anything. That's correct. Not going to play We're football. We're not saying much. We're not saying much. I haven't listened to anything today, so I don't know if that's changed. He he has been taking some reps this week, but I don't know if you want to waste your quarterback on Montreal, especially and, if he's and, hurt. And then you got to play Saskatchewan. Yep. And then BC 
Oh, my God. Then you get a bye week in week nine. Yeah, and I would I would have uh, – <laughs> the thing that scares me about Bo Levi playing in Saskatchewan is uh, Charleston Hughes is on Saskatchewan's defensive line, and I'm sure there's a competition there. I'm sure there's a competition there. You think there's a little animosity? Right. Could be. I mean, Charleston Hughes, they, they cut him, or they got rid of him, so he's yeah. not good enough to play for them anymore, so he might be a little hyped. And uh, on Mitchell's the other the side crosshair. of the line, but on the other side of the line, you got Derek Bonecrusher Smith, who Charleston Hughes made him look silly last year in Saskatchewan. So it'll be an interesting game, but that's that's a week away, two weeks away. Calgary, yeah. Calgary, Montreal. Let's put it this way: if Calgary loses to Montreal with with George the trainer as the quarterback, they should be ashamed of themselves and they should just pack the rest of the season away. Okay? Ralph the dog. So we're gonna we're gonna get to see Nick Arbuckle and we'll see what he can do. I'm curious to know. So is Dave Dickinson, so is everybody else. They haven't said Bo's not playing, but I'm pretty sure he's not. So this is this is gonna be a tough game for Calgary. And I'm gonna pick Calgary uh 27 to nothing. 27 to nothing? Correct, sir. <laughs> Fuck, Will. Because, because <laughs> they have, they have, they have Drew, I'm a pylon Willie. And that defense is scary, scary, scary. And I'm thinking, I don't know, what's the CFL record for sacks in a game? Okay, because this could be it. This could be it, man. Any team ever get 10 sacks in a game? You wait and see. You wait and see, man. So they're all gonna also going to try, try and prove a point to, uh, um, oh, my God, what's his name? I can't forget. The cornerback from Montreal who played for Calgary last year. <sighs> the guy who got arrested for drugs. Ah, oh, shit, what's his name? Come on, Tommy, guys, help Tommy me here. Campbell. Tommy Campbell. Tommy Campbell. Tommy Campbell. Tommy Campbell. They're probably going to try and prove something to Tommy Campbell, too. There's going to be lots of competition with the receivers and Tommy Campbell. So it should be an interesting game. should be a very interesting game. But 27 nothing Calgary. That's what I'm going to stick with. Okay, so quarterback sacks. Uh, individuals, uh, five in one game. Mac Moore, Rodney Harding, Tim Cofield, Dave Benefield. Tim Cofield did it twice. One in 93, one in 95, and a guy named Neil Smith in 99. How many did the entire team get? I don't know. I haven't got that part yet. thought it was kind of funny. Five, five by one, one player. That's, that's pretty impressive, wouldn't you think? Hey, uh, hey, Chris, did you – I don't know if you listened to any podcasts this week, but did you hear Mika Johnson last year – or last week? He had uh, three sacks, two uh, – fumble recoveries on 19 yeah. plays. That's yeah. pretty uh, yeah. freaking amazing. That's that's yeah, an amazing that's... game for a defensive for a defensive tackle. Like wow. Yeah, no, that's and that's what's funny is you won he won the uh player uh, defense player of the week and they didn't even mention him in the article. It just talks about Lule and the other one there and at well, the end they, they kind of say, and, "Oh, and and me and Mika won defensive." <laughs> yeah, but they what? they also call him a de- they also call him a defensive back. 
Okay. Oh yeah, that's right too. I forgot they missed his position altogether. Yeah. Yeah. That's some. That's some wow. big respect. All right. <laughs> Absolutely. That's okay. They can keep underestimating. Absolutely. Okay. I'm good, Christopher. Okay. Did you're you good. go away, you're Christopher? Good on that? Okay. I, I'm right here. I'm right here. I'm waiting. I still can't get over the 27 nothing. You're, you're not even going to give him a rouge. Okay. Okay. Mark. Come and please tell me something. Well, I'll start it with, sorry, Drew, but you're coming off a concussion, I believe. This is not the game to come back. I don't know why they're putting him in. Um, I'm kind of leaning towards Calgary's defense outscoring Calgary's offense. Um, the Arbuckle <laughs> has looked okay. <laughs> Arbuckle has looked okay That when he did come in for Mitchell Last week He did look okay He looked comfortable So He doesn't have to do a lot He can be the ultimate game manager Hand the ball off Throw short passes And when they need You know Get a couple of field goals And when they need touchdowns Get the defense back on the field Because Willie Is probably going to end up on his back at the, least half the game. In the hospital ward or the morgue? Oh, I don't want to say another concussion because that's just wrong. But it, it's just, why would they bring him back for this game? I guess he's their best chance to win. They got nothing else. Um, I feel bad for him. I'm not going to go with as crazy as a score as Wills, but I am going to go higher. I'm going to say Calgary 38, and I'll give Montreal nine, three field goals. Nine. Wow. Yeah, I, I think Will really underestimated Calgary's score myself. I really did. I, <laughs> I, I was looking for a 50-burger here. I really was. And uh, I don't know. Chris, you going to give it to me? What's the score going to be in this game and why? Uh, you know, I, I, I think I agree with the scores based off the fact that it'll be Arbuckle and, and it's going to be uh, – He's going to run their offense if that's what Dickinson wants, and he's already said it. I mean, he wants his quarterback to run it, go in and run his system, and their system sound, obviously. But he's still got to make the plays. He's still got to read. I, I like him. I, I like what I've seen from him. But I don't think he's going to go 50-burger. I just don't – it could happen, but I don't think it will. Uh, I'm going to go kind of in the middle between the two and go 32 to – the, see, the thing is, is I think we see Vernon Adams pretty quick in this game. I really think they're going to switch from Drew to, to Vernon Adams. He brings such a different thing to the – like, I mean, he's so much more mobile. Um, and I, I think he's, he's he's not a bad quarterback. He just hasn't got as bitter as chance yet. Yeah, well, my grandmother's more mobile than Drew Willie. But, yes, he's going to obviously be more mobile. So, and I'm going to give him 10 statue. points. I'm going to, uh, yeah, I'm going to go 32 to 10. Because I think they're going to put Vernon Adams in, and he's going to get a touchdown or something, just because the D will be prepared for Willie and that that momentum change when Vernon comes in. It's such a different quarterback that he might surprise him for one series or something. Have you ever been to a, a dinner party or like an event or something like this, and they've got these statues of these? They're they're actually real people, and they're 
they're painted all silver or gold and they're standing like a statue and then all of a sudden they move and take another pose. That's kind of like uh, Drew Willie. I've seen them, yes. That's yes. kind of like Drew Willie. <laughs> it's as close as the he only can thing get I, to stone. The only thing I can I don't know right now is whether they pull him out because he's not doing anything or they or he's taken off because he's hurt. It, Those it are the we're we're going to see Vernon Adams, and it's just whether they make the decision to do it as a coaching decision or because they have no choice. That's uh, that's what's going to happen. Okay. Um, I'm going to take Calgary Stampeders for this game, and I'm proving a point with this game, okay? This is game is going to prove a point that it doesn't matter what quarterback plays for the Calgary Stampeders, they're going to win, Okay, Bo Levi Mitchell is not that good a quarterback because the Calgary Stampeders are that good of a team. This score is going to be 52 to 12. Hmm. Okay. It would be interesting to see. And I am proving my point. And you thought thought my score was stupid, okay? Give me a break. I never said your score was stupid. I never once said your score was stupid. It was just kind of a hard to swallow, a little unbelievable. You actually, when was the last time you actually saw a shutout in the CFL? I don't know. Doesn't yeah. matter. It doesn't matter. Calgary, that was a long time. Calgary, Calgary, Calgary is unique upon themselves. There's so much. There's so much better than every other team in the CFL right now. It's scary. <laughs> You want to know something that's really funny? Pro Select won't even let you bet on this game. They don't even have it as available to, to pick a winner. Really? Wow. Yeah. They only they only let you pick three games this week because I guess they couldn't put odds to Montreal winning, <laughs> and they can't point they put point zero 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 one through. <laughs> yeah, no. They they won't even let you bet on the game. It's just it's a done deal. <laughs> that itself is funny. Yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah. Okay, so I'm I'm looking around for to answer Will's question here as to how many sacks are there what the record is for single game sack records by a team. I can find them for a player, but I haven't been able to find it for a team. But one thing I did find, and I'm going off script right now, is <laughs> I found six CFL records that will never be broken. Okay? Six CFL records that will never be broken. Can you name any of them? Dunnigan's passing yardage on the one game. Dunnigan's passing yardage, 713 yards in a single game. I think that's the most likely to be broken, okay, out, out of all of these. But, okay, yes, you're right. Matt Dunnigan's 713 yards in one game. Chris, you want to take a shot at this? Anybody? Any 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 of the records? Will uh, never how, be broken. How about uh, how about Doug Flutie's single season passing record? No. No. It's not 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 one of the six. Not according to okay. John Hodge, anyhow. Not that I value his opinion uh, much, but. How about the uh, G.R.I. Simon's record? The, no. For most. No, not that one. No, 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 there. Okay, I'll, I'll give you the six of them, just because they're going to be hard to get. But I, I figured you would have got like three of them, but you didn't get. You only got one, and that was Mark. Way to go, buddy. 
Henry Gizmo Williams, 26 career punt return touchdowns. 26. That's that's going to be a tough one. I'm not going to say that would never be broken, but that's going to be you, you know, shit, man. I don't know who could do that. I don't know what it was. Brandon Banks has got 10 in the active of all the active guys right now. Okay. Uh, Bob Cameron, 353 consecutive games played. 353 consecutive. Just do some math there. Okay. Is that, is that, is that a record? Yes. Bob Bob Cameron was a punter. He's not a football player. Nineteen seasons without missing a game. He's a punter. Okay? I know. He saw the field. He saw the field an average of twelve times. Come on, that's a record. It's it's not. It's, he's not even a kicker. He's just a punter. And he's the only I pure mean, punter in the CFL Hall of Fame. Oh my lord! Yeah. Okay. What a okay. what a bush league. Anyways. This, list, this, this list was put together in April of 2016. Wally Buono's 254 career coaching wins. He's had a few more since then. Not many, but a few more. Okay. Louis Pasaglia, 3,991 career points. Okay. Okay, yeah. 21 players have reached a 1,000-point threshold, all kickers. Nine reaching the 2,000-point plateau. Paul Callum, McCallum is the only other player to reach 3,000-point mark, and he retired 867 points shy of Pasaglia's career record. Okay. And the last record that will never be beaten... And I don't know if this is true, but I will have to say it makes sense. Calgary Stampeders, 25-game win streak, including playoffs. Calgary Stampeders went undefeated from August 25, 1948 to October 22, 1949. There you go. Are you surprised by any of them? I'm surprised by all of them. What, that, that, that their people are capable of doing that? Well, no, no, no. I was looking for things like, for example, um, does Mike Pringle hold the record for most yards in a season, running back-wise? I would yeah. think he does. Uh, I don't know. I could go back and tell you. Okay. And I don't think that record will ever be broken. Because it's a different game now, so. Uh, rushing yards. Rushing yards in uh, one season is Mike Pringle, 2065. He also holds the second place at 1,972. John Cornish is fourth at 1,813. Bam. So, yeah, I don't know. Okay, so let's get back to the script here because Charles did it and we should actually pay attention to it. 
BC Lions superstar linebacker Solomon Aluminian has been put on the six-game injury list after suffering a wrist injury versus Winnipeg. With the Lions defense already having some early season struggles, who can step up to lead the defense in his absence? So, Solly had to have surgery immediately on his hand. Uh, He has some um, nerve damage, and they had to try to correct the nerve damage in his hand, in his wrist. So he is gone for what they say six to eight weeks, depending on the outcome and of the um, surgery. So hopefully he will recover and be able to come back and play in the what the last quarter of the season. Um, like I said, Jordan Herdman is going to be the middle linebacker. He looks promising, but you know he's a rookie. Is he going to be able to go in there and take over Solly's position and uh, and be as good? No freaking way. Uh, all we want to do is hold their own. And, you know, in all honesty, BC hasn't done very well against the run this year. So, you know, maybe a change in the defense is going to stop something. Going to do something with William Powell back there. Uh, I don't know. I'm a, not- I'm a silver line. I'm a silver lining kind of guy. You should be thankful that it's not uh, Sam Hurl. <laughs> okay. I think there's a reason why we have a rookie and not Sam Hurl. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Sam Hurl's garbage and everybody knows it. Uh-huh. Except the he seems to start on. He seems to start on every team he plays on. So, you know. What can I say? But no, um, you can't replace Sully ever. Okay, can you? Can you? Can you? Can enough guys step up and the other and the guy who's replacing him play well enough to not miss to not miss a beat? I hope so, or I. It's possible, but it's a team effort. It's not one guy. One guy can't replace Sully. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. And it's too bad that he got injured, and it's too bad that he got injured on a, a hit from somebody that, you know. Got fined. So, but yeah, and yeah, so that's too bad. I hate to see guys like him get hurt. Yeah, so, it, it, it's but, not good yeah. for the league. No, not at all. Not at all. Okay, so uh, we don't – actually, I'm looking at the uh, – yeah, I really don't like the CFL.ca website. I, you know, I'm looking under the stats and uh, team leaders, player stats, league leaders. This is not good. I'm trying to find out how many yards, defensive yards, the Lions have given up in rushing, rushing yards. And uh, it doesn't have it. Tell me why. Am I doing something wrong here? Maybe not. Oh, hang on. Maybe I can't do this. Okay, yards, 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 yards. Where are we? We're talking to defense here. It says defense week to week. Because, like, BC's given up, like, the most yards by rushing. I'm, I'm pretty sure of that. And, uh... Anyhow, oh well, I'm not going to find it. 
So, yeah. Solly is uh, we, he's going to be missed there. Mark, you got anything to say on this? It's your team that took him out. Oh, he'll definitely be missed. Um, he's one of, if not the best, middle linebacker in the league. Uh, Herdman coming in going forward, it, there's going to be some growing pains. And, you know, other guys are going to have to step up and help him. And they're going to have to play, like Will said, as a team with the defense. But the team's defense is not that good, and especially without Solly. You know, I can't remember who it was on the Let's Talk BC Lions page. But, uh, damn, Solly's uh, six to eight weeks. It's a good thing we have Big Hill. Oh, wait. It's, you're taking out a huge part of the heart of that defense, too. Let's face it, he's the best player on the defense. He's the heart of the defense. Now it's up to guys like Odell Willis to try to be take over that lead on the field, and I don't know if it's going to happen. This doesn't really bode well for BC going forward. Uh, hopefully Herdman is good, and they can design some packages that they can hide them a little bit, but especially with Ottawa and Powell. You know, you know, you look at Powell's rushing stats. This could be a long game coming up the middle. It'll be interesting to watch, but, you know, like Will said, it's be- the league's better with Solly in it, so hopefully he is back in six, not eight. That's about it. Yeah. Okay. Chris, you got anything to add to this? Mm, no, not really. I think Will nailed it on the head, though. I mean, you can't replace Solly with one guy. Herdman's going to hopefully hold his own, and and they just they're just going to have to get better as a, a unit, and hope that they gel quick because they haven't been playing really well. So maybe this is this will spur them. I don't know, but they better. Yeah, they better tighten up. Pretty quick, or it's going to be going to be a long six weeks. It's going to be a long six weeks, no doubt about that. I, I it it concerns me. Trust me, it, it it concerns me, and it should. I found but, the stats, Christopher, for uh, the rushing. Yeah, um, BC is giving up an average of 152 yards a game rushing, and that can't be good. No. And that's why I say that this injury is big, especially against Ottawa. Yeah, they're, they're the worst in the league. <laughs> uh, yeah, Montreal is the second worst at 140. Yeah, I found this. And Hamilton. Oh, you found it? Okay. I found it. Edmonton. Edmonton's next. At one, 129. Oh, yeah. at 121 yeah. and then Hamilton at 119. Who's the best team against the Rush? Calgary. Who's surprised? Saskatchewan, Saskatchewan is 70 right there but with Calgary. Eh? They're, they're pretty close. Okay, enough of this. Let's move on. Oh, this is what we, we brought over from last week. The Alliance, Alliance of American Football said that they are going to allocate players based on where they're played previously. Okay, let's stop this. Do you guys, have you heard anything about this Alliance of American Football? 
It's this new team, new league that's supposed to start up. It's going to pay a minimum wage is $84,000 U.S. And they've got teams all over the U.S. There's none in Canada. And uh, there's going to be starting a league from February until late April. So I guess they're not playing in any of the northern cities. Because February is pretty goddamn chilly most places. Um, and, uh, and, but the, do you think that paying $84,000 U.S. to play American football in America using American rules is going to take any of the players that would have come to the CFL away? I think this could be very potentially hurtful. What do you think, William? Well, of course. You got to look. Go, go ahead, Mark. No, 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 go, go ahead, Mark. No, I'm Where did Will go? Of, I'm, in, I'm in the middle of something. Go ahead. Oh, okay. Mark, go. You got to look at when they're playing. It's it's basically the off season for the NFL and the CFL. Yeah. So these guys can double their wage. Well, they can. Yeah, you're not. Get, they if can. If they play in both leagues, they can. They yeah, but and hang they on. Can play in, yes, they can play in both leagues. You, if you sign a contract with a CFL team as a rookie for two seasons, you're not allowed to play football anywhere else in the off season. So okay, you get rid of that too. It's to so the guys Would coming you, in. They're not going to come up here for two years. That it could hurt. But the minute they're released, they can go and play in the alliance. And the alliance, from what the way I read it, is allowing these guys to go and play in other leagues. Well, there's no way an NFL player is going to go play in this football league. Oh no, no. That's not going to happen. But you, you'll get some CFL guys go, but not a lot. I really don't think. Because they have to look at, okay, I'm locked in for three years. Unless I get cut, then I can go and play for whoever I want. Um, you know, are they going to want to be locked into a league for three years? And say they're 26. And two years into it, the league folds. Or even three years, the league folds. And these guys are coming out of there at 28 or 29. There's not a lot of teams, especially in the NFL, that's going to line up for a 28 or 29-year-old. Well, it's not a lot of Not going to happen. No. Not a lot of CFL teams will look at these guys either at 28, 29. Why do you say a three-year contract? You got to sign a three-year contract with them? Yeah. It's a three-year deal. 80 grand a year minimum. And there's no, from what I could tell, there's no maximum. Now, I don't think you'll see stupid salaries, but, um, yeah, no, it's a 80 grand a year minimum. It's a really strange-sounding league. It's smart guys that are involved in it. We'll see. I don't know how long it's going to last. Um, it, it's really, the article, it's a good article, but it's really hard to read because it's really confusing on each team is being matched up with college teams, and each team is being matched up with CFL teams for where they allocate the players. Yeah. Like if a guy has played, say, at Florida State, they'll put him in a team near Florida State. 
whichever yeah. team is going to be closest. And they're going to do that with the CFL? I don't get it, especially the what? CFL part of it, because most of these teams sound like they're in the South. Who can you match up with? Maybe he was what? on their neg list? <laughs> no, it, it, they're just going to take however many teams. How many teams are there going to be down there? They haven't really said how many yet, I don't think. Okay. But let's, it's quite let's a just few. say this. Let's just say there's going to be 10 teams or 20 teams or something, right? So they're going to say Houston is tagged with the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. And uh, Los Angeles is with BC, or San Diego is with BC. And Florida State is Toronto. And you know what I mean? It's they're, they're just going to randomly pick teams, or maybe north-south projections or something like that and i don't think it's a financially stable thing to say you have i think it's 55 guys are going to be on a roster at a minimum of 80 grand per and then guys with maybe they do get some nfl cast offs or some cfl guys that are going to want more i just don't see teams being able to swallow that kind of money that's a lot of money with 55 guys it's $4.5 million if they have base salary. If everybody on the team has a base salary, it's $4.5 million. And it's not going to happen. Everybody's not going to have a base salary. You know, there are going to be some guys that are going to make more. So hopefully every owner they have has really deep pockets. It may hurt in the short run, though, but I don't see it long term. I really don't. And you're not going to get established guys going down, I don't think. You may see your Wilders and guys like that that want the money. But I don't see like a Bo Levi Mitchell or any of them that caliber going down there. I just don't. They're taking a pay cut for one. Well, you don't know they're going to take a pay cut. You said that there's no ceiling on the salaries down there. I, I can't see them being able to, as a startup league, afford to pay guys a ton of money. I just can't. Yeah. Like I say, it'll be a short-term pain, I think, for some of the guys, guys coming out of college especially, that maybe teams have been looking at. You know, that they're not going to – the CFL may have to look at getting rid of the two-year minimum contract when they first come into the league to attract some of the guys up, but the salary and the tax thing will keep them down there anyway. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to watch it come out. I just don't think it's going to last more than two years. Okay. Will you pay attention? Would you go down there and play football for these guys? Um, yeah, I think I would. If I was coming out of, college yeah. that's what not? we're assuming not now yeah so yeah no i figured that um no i think i would i i think i think mark hit it on the head i think we're going to lose some of our talent that we don't know exists like we're not gonna we're not gonna like a Darrell walker or those kind of guys will end up probably there instead of in cfl and and but I, it's one of those things is the losses we will never know right we won't we we just might not see the next big name come out. There, I mean, there'll always be a next big name here because they'll excel at our league, but we'll just lose people we just don't know exist. But I don't see a big exodus of anybody that's 
here playing now or trying to squeeze it in or any of that sort of stuff. I, I think it'll hurt us on just the new upcoming talent. And really in the end, we won't know they exist anyway, because it just won't end up here. So, and I don't know, I don't see it lasting either, but I, I don't know if it's two years or three years or one year or what it's going to be, but the Americans just love their NFL too much to, for it to be a viable, it'll become like the spring league or something, you know, it'll become like arena ball might exist, but it won't be anything super popular. And essentially the only reason you'd go there is just because it's more money than here and it's American money. So you don't have to learn a new game and you don't have to get paid in Canadian dollars. So that's what I figure will happen. I don't think we'll see a huge impact. It will be an impact, but it won't be a visible one just because again, the people we lose, we just don't know exist. Yeah. Well, unless some of them do go down from up here and you're not going to get, the uh, you know the the Manny Arsenos going down there or the Solomon Aluminium, but you might get the Jordan Herdman. Yeah, or yeah, yeah. Some of the guys that maybe played that they're two years up here and aren't getting paid what they think they should and go down. Yeah, that could happen yeah. for sure. Yeah. And uh, and and you know when it, none of the CFL see free agency for all sense and purposes in in can, in the CFL happens on Valentine's Day, give or take a day or so, right? Um, so there, the players are under contract until free agency. Free agency happens. The league has already started down there. Never mind their training camp and preseason. So. Canadian players under contract from last year don't have the ability to go there unless they ask for their release. Okay. Then comes free agency. And what free agent established veterans free agent in the CFL is going to not sign with another CFL team immediately when they're knocking on the door because they want to play in this Alliance league and Maybe what happens to them is the CFL teams fill up their rosters and blow their salary cap and no longer have room for you, Adam Big Hill. So I can see that being a detriment to us, the, us being the CFL, losing any of our veteran players in that aspect. Uh, I'm still intrigued by it all. William, are you back with us? I am so. Um, I I think the biggest thing that it will do, and like Mark said, and like Chris said, it's gonna dil- it's gonna dilute the talent pool, but we probably won't even know it, because we will not see some guys that we might have seen, if there is no other alternative. But I I can't I don't know I can't see it lasting that long. But you never know you never know. I mean, I really don't. I really don't think too much of the whole thing until it starts going, and we see what happens. So, but I don't think you're going to see established CFL guys who are making decent bucks up here go down there and try that out. No, I don't. <laughs> I don't think the, so. Uh, I, the I, uncertainty is there. So. Yeah, I think what's happened is there's a lot of good quality football players in America that either don't know about or won't come to the CFL. Uh, and and, right. and they, would make, they would make the team up here, but they just, A, either got a criminal record and can't go across the border. Uh, you didn't don't say come that, to did you? Oh, my God. Yeah, I Okay. Did. 
Sorry, um, you did. Okay. I did. You know, that, okay. hey, it's a valid reason, right? Sure, well, long, absolutely. Long time ago, when I uh, got my Class 1 driver's license and was looking for a job, I was given jobs hand over a fist because I was one of the few people that ever applied for a job that could go across the border. And I'm going, really? We, I don't we, want to go across the border. We, I don't want to go to America. We, we, my company built a building at the Bowdoin Institute, okay? And it was just a small building. And uh, 10, 10 of the office guys built this building because none of our field guys could get bonded, okay? So that's all I'm going to say. Yeah. Because you needed to be bonded to go in there, so it was quite funny. So, so yeah, it, I'm sure it's the same way. It's just kind of like weird. You can't just can't just do this, right? No. So yeah, I, I think that that there there could be a problem with that. And and that's why these players are still in America and they're looking for a job and there is no job between the, there's nothing down there between the arena league, which is $400 a game and the NFL, which is $2 million a season. So, you know, there's nothing in between. And, and I don't know how many times there's, they attempted to put something in between and it's failed miserably every time. Is this going to do the same thing, or is one of these, you know, eventually is something going to stick? The Alliance of American Football. I'm not putting any buying any stock in it. Okay, first we have Chad Johnson. You know, now we got Deron Carter and Johnny Manziel and. Colin Kaepernickel. And who do we have now? Terrell Owens. Why do we keep getting these people in the media thinking that they can, these people are going to be good playing football in Canada? I don't know. Terrell Owens has activated his 10 day clause, forcing the Edmonton Eskimos to offer him a contract in the next 10 days, or he will become a free agent with the Edmonton Eskimos offer contract and will see him play will we see him play in the CFL so Edmonton has to offer him a contract in the next 10 days it could be an entry level contract meaning what $62,000 now if they offer him $62,000 a year he either accepts that contract or he is not allowed to play football in the CFL for one season and the Edmonton Eskimos hold his rights. They can trade his rights, but they hold his rights. So he's either going to play for minimum wage in Edmonton, or he's not going to play football for a year. Or is it just this year? Anyhow, uh, the 10-day clause has been activated, and the Edmonton Eskimos are on the clock. Really? 44 years old. Yes, he can run a four four zero, which is bloody impressive, um, especially at 44 years old. I mean, his age and his time are the same right now. I don't know. Chris, what do you think here? 
to be honest with you, I I think it's a joke. <laughs> I really do. I I think it's I don't know. I don't even know what to think about it. It's not just a publicity stunt because it's not a team this time, and it's not. I mean, he's got nothing to gain from it, so I guess he wants to play football again. But I don't know if if Edmonton's gonna is. I don't think Edmonton needs him. So, but why they put him on the negotiation list if they didn't think it was serious? Because they, they just ran added. to it. They 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 just ran yeah, like, to it. I don't know. I I guess I wouldn't. I won't be surprised if it happens because it seems to always keep happening. But do I think he's going to last or make it? No, I, he's going to be Chad Owens, right? Like, I mean, it's just these guys think it's a joke up here, and they come and they they find out it isn't. And I mean, yeah, he's still fast, but can he get hit? Can he, you know, all the other things that are take to play football? Um, I mean, look at Milt Stiegel. The guy looks like he could strap him on. I'm sure he could still probably run a pretty fast. 102 or 42, but you know, your body just stops being able to take that abuse and uh, you just get too old. (laughs) Tell me about it. And you know, like it just, it just stops being able to respond to that, that abuse. And, and you know, I mean, he ran that without equipment on and all that stuff. Am I going to be surprised to see it happen? No. And is it going to actually be something that turns out to be good for whoever gets involved with it, whether it be Edmonton or somebody else? No. Terrell Owens is one of the greatest receivers in the NFL ever. Yeah. So is he going to be able to come up here at 44 years old and run the routes that these 20 something year old kids can do? Can he keep up with, you know what? Deron Carter might actually be able to cover him. I don't. This is ridiculous, Mark. What do you keep? What what's your say? Um, I don't. It, like Chris said, it's not a publicity stunt, but I don't get it. Why Edmonton even did it? Other than maybe they heard Montreal, Hamilton, somebody was putting him on their going to put him on the nag list, so they did it first so they can get a trade out of it. Uh, if it was Montreal, I'm not sure you would trade for it. <laughs> um, I don't, like, I was on the Edmonton Eskimos, the Empire page on Facebook, and there's a bunch of guys going, yeah, we should bring him in, and uh, he might be good for a year. But who? what American receiver are you sitting? And then, then the... Exactly. They just stopped commenting as soon as I said that because, oh, yeah, you have to take an American out. Um, I, you're not sitting any of those guys. It, there's, it's not like Edmonton's having a problem on their offense. It's their defense again that's really the problem. So, and as for just being in the league itself, I do not want that sideshow freak in the league. Christopher, I know you don't watch a lot of CFL or a lot of NFL. Um, he actually had about 20 reporters and TV cameras around him in his driveway showing him doing sit-ups. The guy is an... You think Deron Carter loves the attention? He is, Terrell is just crazy for attention. That's all he wants. And he's also a quarterback eater. 
He doesn't go behind the quarterback's back to talk. He goes straight to the media. He did it to Jeff Garcia. He went straight to the media and just started trashing him. You really want that on your team? It's just, and he's 44, and like Chris said, he ran that 4440. Yeah, it's great, super fast, on a hard surface, indoors, in runners, not on a field, not on a field. Will. Yeah, I just don't get why, other than why Edmonton would even put him on the NIG list, and they've put on the Mike O'Shea cone of silence. They're not saying a word. It's just no comment. That's all they're saying. So they must be serious about it. If they're not making any comments about it, there's no... They must be seriously wanting this guy on the team. It's not like they need help selling tickets. I, yeah, I don't understand. They can't and seriously want him on the team as an active player to win a Grey Cup with. And what American defensive back that say you know, between 25 and 30, even upwards of, say, a Jovan Johnson, sees Terrell Owens across from him? goes, I idolized this guy growing up, and now I'm going to take him out right in the ribs. I want to be the guy that takes him and nails him. It just makes no sense. Edmonton doesn't usually do strange things like this. No, no, no. This is a Hamilton Tiger Cat or Saskatchewan Rough Rider thing. Or Or Montreal. Jim Pop even in Toronto. I, I would expect this from any day of the week from these guys. Edmonton? That'd be like yeah, Wally doing it. Or Huff. <laughs> I, but I, if I don't he understand. does play, if he does play, could he please pull a Chad Johnson and hug the ref after he gets a catch? <laughs> He'll get flagged. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. <laughs> He'll get flagged. But so that's about it. Like, really, it's like, what are you doing, Edmonton? You don't need this guy. You don't need to help sell tickets. He's got skills. Does he? He hasn't played in six years. He's, it, was, it, was, it was amazing. Yeah, he was six years ago. Yeah. Like, please, six years? It's more. Yeah, it's more than six years ago because he wasn't very good at the end. But it's you know like six years that nobody's tried to take his ribs out. Yeah. Mine are hurting, and I don't play football. <laughs> William, William. You know, I, I, I want to hear you. I want to hear what I've you been, have to say. I've been, I've been, I've been listening to some things today. And one of the things I do believe is uh, he has been uh, – he is one of the selections for this year's, uh, oh, this yeah. year's Hall of Fame. And <laughs> he is not he is not going because he thinks he should have been a first-team first 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 ballot guy. Like the first his first year of eligibility, he thinks he should be in there. 
Okay, so he's not going. He refuses to go. Like, this guy's got an ego the size of a bus. But, and to further that will, the NFL isn't even yeah, going to be announcing his name. That's right. Because he's that's not right. Going. I heard that as well. I heard that as well. What like what kind of a moron are you? Anyways, the other thing is, and I and I also heard today that uh, somebody was comparing Terrell Owens to Michael Jordan, and they say Michael Jordan can't even hold his own with with junior basketball players in college now because he's old. Okay, I'm sorry. You, you may think you're not old, but you're old. He may be able to run fast, but he's old. He's not going to be able to take the punishment. He's not going to make the sacrifices that you have to make. And he's not going to beat anybody. And I think it's just the stupidest thing I've ever heard. All of these NFL guys come here and say they're going to own the league, even at 106 years old, and it doesn't happen. There hasn't been one instance of instance of it. You see it the reverse way. They come to the CFL, then go to the NFL, and they do well in the NFL. So, but the guy's old. Like it's a publicity stunt. Why bother? It's just, it's just stupid. I can't believe the speed in which Edmonton put him on the negotiations list, and then he turned and around and activated it. Well, and they were saying maybe it's maybe maybe his agent knows somebody in Edmonton, and that's what put him on the negotiation list. And then the agent said, you know, why, why don't you, you know, he's going to do that activation thing. If you guys don't want to sign him, then he can go sign with somebody else. If anybody else is interested, it's just the guy is willing to pay for 80 or a hundred thousand dollars a season. Come on. You went through your gazillion dollars already. What do you think $80,000 Canadian is going to do for you? $43 million. His alimony yeah. payment to his four ex-wives are more than a CFL salary. Yeah. I, I don't get it. It doesn't matter. Like, I don't want to see him in the CFL. Okay. It's just stupid. He's not going to be able to play at 44 years old. This isn't, this isn't boxing. This isn't George Foreman. Okay. This is, this is, this is real stuff. He's not going to do that well. So, there you go. I mean, the guy is an athletic freak. He always has been an athletic freak. But I just don't think he'd cut it at 44 years old. That's all. Yeah. And, uh, Mark, I, I've i seen this before, but it wasn't from Nick Lewis. But, yes, I agree that uh, Terrell Owen wants to play on the East Coast. He activated his uh, thing with Edmonton so that Edmonton would release him. The funny thing is is that people don't realize is Edmonton has to has 10 days to offer him a contract, not sign him to a contract. Didn't we just go through all of this with Johnny Manziel? Hamilton offered him an entry-level contract, and he balked at it, and Hamilton owned his rights for a year. Edmonton will own Terrell Owens' rights for a year in the CFL, by giving him a offering him an entry level contract, he can turn it down, but that just means that he's not playing anywhere else. He now has to set up a trade to get himself over to an East Coast team. 
But that might so lead that would, into Edmonton's cone of silence right now. Yeah, of course. That's they might be trying to swap them. Yeah. Yeah. I I would be. Well, I, I mean, they wouldn't have to. All they have to do is offer him a contract, and he's theirs, right? If he turns the contract down, then he, they have the ability to release him or trade him. But they own his rights for the, for a year. Pretty bizarre. Isn't Nick Lewis younger? And he retired? (laughs) I don't know. I don't know whether he's got the skills. He probably has the skills to play football in the CFL, but I'm kind of leaning towards Mark's philosophy here. Does he have the body to sustain the hits? Because he's going to get hit. I don't know. I'm tired of wasting time on Terrell Owens and Chad Johnson and Johnny Manziel and all these famous American football players that think they can come up to the CFL and dominate when they come up here and they fall on their face. It's fun to watch. And it's also really exciting with um, the amount of publicity we're getting down in the United States. I mean, let's face it, Terrell Owens signs in Canada. Oh, my God. Our viewership just goes skyrockets. Like, face it. I mean, it would be a great thing for the CFL and the fan base and, and, and sponsorship. I mean, who the hell would be advertising now? You're, you're, you're going from a $3 million viewership to $35 million. My goodness, that could be a boom for the CFL. This could be a great thing. Don't we all want Terrell Owens to succeed? I don't know. Can we move on? We can move on. Nope. (laughs) The Saskatchewan Rough Riders plan to continue to rotate Brandon Bridge and David Watford as quarterback going forward. Did this really give the Riders their best chance to win? They don't have a quarterback. As I said, Calgary doesn't matter what quarterback goes in there. They're going to win football games. In the reverse is true in Saskatchewan. It doesn't matter which one of these quarterbacks they're going to play. They're going to lose games. Is this the best chance for the Riders? Bullshit. Chris, you like this quarterback carousel? I've never liked it. I don't care which team does it. I, I've never liked that style. It doesn't give anybody any confidence or ability to develop or work or consistency or to work through things. Or you know what? I don't think Chris Jones likes Brandon Bridge. I don't think he is ever liked him. This this to me is exactly like the Durant, uh, the Durant issue where everybody loved him. But Chris didn't, and he, and in the end, he got rid of him the way he got rid of him. Well, I don't think he liked Brandon Bridge, and I think I don't know why the hell they signed him back. He never thought he was a starter, clearly. And if you're going to throw a guy that's been in camp for six weeks in, I mean, even the second, the last game there, I mean, what Brandon wasn't 
didn't do that bad. He was like uh, 11 for 14 for 101 yards or something. Like it wasn't like, over a game. That's it was decent numbers, and they he still pulled him. And I I I think it it just deflates that young man. I think that's how you ruin quarterbacks. And uh, I don't know what the hell he's doing, but he thinks he knows best, and he's going to do what he's doing. And but and the biggest thing to me is on this rotation. Uh, when he was doing it with Kevin Glenn, I could kind of see it because everybody would prep for Kevin Glenn and then they'd get Brandon Briggs and they'd actually get an acceleration in their hole because he's a different style player. These two guys are identical. There's absolutely nothing that Watford brings that, that Bridge doesn't have and vice versa. So you're doing a change just for solely for a change. You're not, you know, it's, they both are mobile. They're both run. They both can, you know, like it just, it makes no sense at all. Other than you don't like Brandon Bridge and you're not totally comfortable starting Watford over him, and I, I think it's it's the worst thing to do to to players, especially young quarterbacks like this. Like, it just it just blows my mind that he thinks that's the way to manage his quarterbacks. And I, you know what? He, I hope he stays in Saskatchewan forever because I don't think they'll ever get on track with him in charge. I really don't. I don't think he has all the tools. He's a good coach, but he's a horrible at everything else and even the coaching i'm not sure about he's a he's a good d coach <laughs> let's put it you know i don't know it's the worst thing he could possibly do and i don't understand it and i don't think anybody understands it, especially with these two last year i could give him a little bit of grace but th- these two guys are identical carbon copies of each other one's got more experience than the other one put him in ride him out for the game see what happens do it for a couple games and then if you don't like him put him on first but don't do it Half and a half, stupid. It's uh, I uh, drives me crazy. Enough. Enough said. Drops Mike. Moves on. William. Yeah. Well, you know what? I I think Chris Jones does this just because he does not care about his offense. He believes that he is going to win the Grey Cup or whatever with his defense and his defense only. So he messes with the offense just because he can. This two-quarterback system does not work. It's never worked. It's never going to work. And he just messes with his offense. That's that's all I can think of this guy. He's a bit of an egotist, and, and he's, oh, he messes with the offense. He thinks, he thinks he can win a great cup with a great defense and a mediocre offense, and it doesn't matter who the quarterback is. He just rotates them constantly. He doesn't care about offense. And, uh, you know, the reason the reason he won a great cup at Edmonton was because he had Mike Riley. And Mike Riley, you know, you just can let Mike Riley do what he wants, and he wins games. So, I don't. I don't think I don't like the two quarterback situation. I never will. And you don't even have two starters there. Those guys are not starters. Either one of them are not starters. So we'll see. We'll see when Zach Kolaris comes back if if they throw Zach Kolaris right in in right away. I'm sure they will, but he'll still play rotating quarterbacks with that guy as well. So that's it. Cool. Okay. Well, last up on the agenda is Mark. Why would he change? He won his last game doing the change your quarterback on every single play. So he's going to think it's the best thing in the world to do. 
he's not realizing that with the home game and everything else, it's just it's stupid. You know, like Chris said, you're destroying any confidence Bridge has. Uh, you know, he's he's going on the field going, hmm, I wonder how many downs I get to play. Ooh, I better, like, get a touchdown if I want to get some stats. So it's just stupid. And why isn't the board of directors going, of Saskatchewan, going to him and saying, look, stop. They do, you know, they are in charge of him. They're the idiots that signed him. So they really, somebody needs to, like, rein him in, basically. He's doing what he wants. He's trying to pad his resume for his NFL shot. He wants to be the Bill Belichick of the CFL. It's just, it, it's weird. Yeah, you want a game. Going forward, actually, I really would like them to keep doing this, at least through Labor Day and the Banjo Bowl. I would really like them to keep doing this. So, you know, because it'll just set us up even better. It's just, it's crazy. He's not winning a great cup. Yeah. Not everybody can be the immortal Marcus Crandall. Right, Will? Yeah, it, it's just stupid. That's it. Okay. I think we all have a, a consensus straight across the board on this. It's just it doesn't make any sense. And uh, most things that Chris Jones has done don't, don't make any sense to any of us. So I, why should this be any exception? I'm not buying it. It's just dumb. We never did hear from Charles, did we? Nope. That's too bad. Okay. So, last one up. This one's kind of not going to take very long, but it's uh, kind of interesting. And uh, love him to bits. Nick Lewis signs a one deal with Stan Peters this week, ending his career with the team he started with. Was this the only way he could go out? I don't know why it took so long. Nick Lewis is a Calgary Stampeder. I don't care. I think just putting on a jersey in Montreal just didn't. It just didn't look right. It just didn't look right. And uh, he needs to retire a Calgary Stampeder. I'm glad that Calgary did that for him. Uh, I'm glad that he did that for Calgary. I mean, let's face it, the fans in Calgary deserve it. Will, you're a Stampeder fan. Did this make a difference to you? Absolutely makes a difference to me. Nick Lewis has always been a Stampeder. He always will be a Stampeder. Those three years in Montreal were to earn a paycheck. That's it. But once again, Calgary is notorious for getting rid of guys before they have a couple of years left. And just that's the way they do things, and I don't always like it, but I think that's why they're so successful. So um, Nick Lewis can't retire anything but a Calgary Stampede. Well, he, he did was, retire. Yeah, I know, but he was—he is—he's the most—he's one of the most consistent CFL players of all time, and he's a Calgary Stampede. It's that simple. Well, according to you, according, well, according to, to the Calgary Stampeders organization, they agree. Yeah, and I'm sure, I'm sure you're going to see the same thing with Charleston Hughes, number one. You know, I'm not going to say that about Charleston Hughes. It's not the same thing. 
I, I honestly don't think it's the same thing. Why not? I don't know. First off, very, very few defensive players fit into this ballpark. You know, very well, few. I, yeah, but Charleston Hughes is the exception. He was here for just as long as Nick Lewis was. And they think he's a little long in the tooth, so they got rid of him, and he'll be back to Calgary to retire as a stampeder. I guarantee it. So, but yeah, it's nice. I think it's. I just. I. I wish that guys could, you know, retire on the teams that they actually played on after a season. Not they have to come back and do it. I just. But it, it, it's a business, and you know these guys need to make money and want to make money. So hey, there you go. I mean, I'm glad he's coming back, and he'll get. A, I guarantee you, he'll have a huge. If he appears in Calgary, he'll have a huge ovation because he's one of the, in my mind, he's one of the greatest all-time Stampeders. There you go. That's all. Okay. Chris, do you get to retire a Calgary Stampeder? Or do they <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> they, uh, yeah, yeah, a little bit of both. It wasn't really a cut because I was only PR, so they didn't need to cut me. They just, I just didn't come back when after the season was over, I just went and got another job and decided I wasn't going to do that anymore. So I just kind of faded away. <laughs> okay. I couldn't live off of that. So, uh, so yeah, but uh, it was the only team I was with. So yeah, I guess I would be, but I, I agree with Will. I thought I, I was pretty sure this is what was going to happen and it, it is what should happen. And I think, and I don't think it's just for Calgary either. I, I, when this happens and it does happen, maybe more with Calgary than certain other teams, it's, it's always better when they come back to the team that they made, they, they played and made their career with to retire as such. And I mean, Giroy Simon is the same thing, right? Like, I mean, I don't ever hold it against him to keep trying to play. But it just makes sense that they should retire the, the, with the team that they made their reputation with and that they made their career with. Um, you know, Will Johnson was another big one. Or uh, not uh, not Will Johnson, A.J. Uh, Johnson. Um, you know, he finished his career in Saskatchewan because Calgary caught him again and he wanted to keep playing, right? And it happens. It, it is what happens. It's a, it's a, it's a business. And, and like Will said, that – it, you don't hold it against them, but I think every player should be able to, re, to return and, and retire from the from the team that they are associated with. So I, I, it's fitting, and, and I'm really glad it happened. I, I was pretty sure it was going to happen, and, and I'm glad it did. Okay, for the record, G. Roy Simon retired a Saskatchewan Rough Rider. But hasn't he come back to BC? Uh, no? He did not come back and sign a one-day contract and retire as a BC Lion. No. He was honored on the Wall of Fame. He is an assistant general manager with the BC Lions, but he retired a Saskatchewan Rough Rider. See, but I'll never think of him as a Saskatchewan Rough Rider, so too bad. He should have done the same thing. That makes no sense to me. Why he wouldn't he was that. he was mad. He was mad that BC wouldn't keep him. And he said, Fuck you guys, fuck you, Wally. And I, I'm not I'm gonna I'm not gonna retire a BC Lion. And it was his ego. And he retired a, a Rough Rider to, to blow it in the face of the BC Lions management. And then a year later, he came back with his 
tail between his legs after the riders didn't want him <laughs> anymore. Okay. Well, that's too bad. I'll always think of him as a BC lion anyway. <laughs> yeah. It's unfortunate. Um, I, it, I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan of Giro Simon. Too many, too many bad things. Mm. Uh, William or no, the William's gone. Mark. Yeah, obviously he was retiring as a stampeder, and the reason it took so long is because he's playing. They're playing Montreal, so it is the right game to do it at. Yeah, yeah, he was there for three years to collect a paycheck, but he was there for the three years, so those fans get to see it too. Yeah, both teams get to join in it. It's like it was when Roberts went to BC. Thank you, Doug Barry. Yeah, Um, when. He got traded to BC. You knew he was just there now to get a check, and then he got injured, and that was it. Took a few years to mend some fences, but uh, he retired as a farmer. You just signed that one day, and away you go. And I'm glad he's doing it. It's just like everybody has said, he's a stamp. You don't think of anything else. Uh, so, yeah, that's about it. You You can't. You can't. You can't put um, any other jersey on on Nick Lewis and it look right. It's just just the way it is. He's a Calgary Stampeder, and uh, I don't really care what anybody says. That's the way it is. Okay, he's retired and gone right into coaching. Is he? Who's he coaching? Yeah, he coach, for? he's a receivers coach in Saskatchewan. Is he? I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah, he started as a guest coach in the in the preseason and training camp, and he stayed on. Now, with the new coaching salary cap, he may not get to keep a job because Saskatchewan has like forty coaches or something. Yeah, they have a they have coaches for everything. Yeah, I'm not sure about that one. Okay, what do we got? We got ten minutes left in the show. Uh, we're out of agenda items. Have you guys picked anything? Have you got anything that you'd like to talk about? I'm catching you completely off base here, off guard, whatever. Uh, Chris, no, actually, I had something and I lost it. <laughs> CFL expansion to Halifax reaches crucial crossroads, says CBC Sports. Wow. Where did they get that one from? Seriously, well, aren't who, they talking about? Go ahead. I thought I heard. I thought I heard that they were talking that they've got it down the stadium down to two different spots in Halifax, like that it's still chugging along and that it's going for. Like I didn't, I didn't hear anything, and then I just I was listening to something here recently, and they said they've actually narrowed stadium spots down to two choices and that sounds like they're moving forward to me so I don't know so yeah, they're, they're still they're, going but the government won't give them any money yeah the provincial government has break. said no yeah but they're uh, yeah but I mean they're talking about a two, $200 million stadium and I don't know I mean obviously if they're still picking spots they're it's still moving forward I don't know it's weird and somebody actually online today was saying that Halifax, if it's in Halifax, they need to build a domed stadium, not an outdoor stadium, because the weather changes 
hourly. It'll be bright and sunny, and then it'll be snowing within an hour, and that's in July. Their weather is weird. I don't know. I'm imagining Halifax in October or November, and there could be three feet of snow on the ground. Or, Or a hurricane. Yeah, it's just their weather is patterns are just bizarre. You literally, so, they could get hit by a hurricane. So if it's going to be a dome stadium, add another fifty, sixty million onto that. Unless yeah. that's their plan all along for two hundred million, just building a smaller one, which they have to. But yeah, every so often they pop up. They're still doing their due diligence. I give them credit for that. But until they announce a stadium and a season ticket drive, I'm staying skeptical. Yeah, actually, Mark, when you say that, I think that, that what they said was they were targeting like Ottawa Stadium, twenty-five thousand seating, okay. and, and that's yeah. why it was two hundred million. Okay, that's not now. If only they'd yeah. done that here. And everybody bitches about the BC Place Stadium being a covered stadium in the CFL and calling the Vancouverites a bunch of pussies. <laughs> saying that football is supposed to be pay- played out in the weather. And now all you guys are just turning around saying this has got to be a dome stadium because this, that, and everything else. Where, where's the logic there? <laughs> where's the logic? Hey, I wouldn't mind sitting in a dome stadium watching every game. Trust me. I I don't like it when they open the roof. There's no six-hour delays with the Dome Stadium. I'm tired of delays. I'd be tired of your fucking weather and move out of that city. (laughs) It's different. No, it seems to be all of the same. It's the same thing all the time. You know, we know that this time of the year it's going to be shitting thunderstorms, and this time of the year it's going to be hail, and this time of the year it's going to be snowstorms, and then it's going to get down to minus 40, and the wind's going to blow like a son of a bitch. Okay? We we know exactly what the weather's path in Winnipeg for the CFL season. <laughs> Not right now. We're in the middle of a drought. And that's the only thing that's keeping them down. Got nowhere to breed. <laughs> that's very true. Uh, no, until I see they've got a stadium, they're in negotiations with the government, I, I'm going to stay on the side of just show me. The government until has said then, no. I'm not getting excited. The government has said no. They're not going to get in negotiations with the government. The government said no. Fuck off. But you, you know they're still going to try to provincial. Yeah. yeah. Provincial, not the city. The city has. Yeah. I don't know. Has the city done the same thing? This, no. The city the city is is on board with it, right? And where where's the thing that the uh, what about the stadium? The the the. Halifax Regional Council has votes unanimously in favor of a report on a stadium. Everyone should continue to be to have optimism. It's bullshit. I just don't, I'm not buying it. 
Why did everything go quiet? No, I'm here. Okay, good. Q. Me too. <laughs> and Will, I think, has got his mic muted, and that's okay. I'm just wondering, because they're saying they're not going to give them any money, but how about tax breaks? Hmm. Funding for job creation, which, let's face it, everybody in Canada wants right now. Well, Halifax needs right now. A lot of places need it right now, but Halifax especially, they need it. And, you know, you never know with the feds. They haven't done well, the, it, but they could always... The feds, have, the feds have never given money to a stadium construction except for BC Place. Yeah. And that was only because of the Olympics. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, hang on here. we got uh, four minutes left in the thing. Let's uh, look at the CFL picks here. Uh, Jamie Nye, Pat Steinberg, Matthew Cause, Marshall Ferguson, Chris O'Leary, and Jim Morris, all of them have picked the Ticats. Only Pat Steinberg and Jim Morris picked the BC Lions over the Red Blacks. Everybody picked the Argos except Marshall Ferguson over Winnipeg. And Calgary was unanimous. I'm really surprised that Winnipeg's not getting more love than that. Oh, no. As Bomber fans, we love it. Every time I, they do this, the Bombers win. Yeah, I know. And, <laughs> and you can say that all you want. Okay. Uh, still going on three minutes left here. The Nissan Power Rankings has Calgary, Edmonton, Hamilton, Winnipeg, Toronto, Ottawa, B.C., Saskatchewan, and Montreal. Uh, I don't know. Well, I don't care where the power rankings are. All I know is BC in seventh place right now. I don't think so. I think as with Blue Lace starting behind center, uh, got to put the Lions as a more powerful team than that. Argos are looking good. Winnipeg kind of fluttering right now. Eskimos up in second I hate place. Power rankings. They're kind of fun. I enjoy well, my power to get people rankings. riled up. Oh hell yeah, that's awesome. Okay, that's so we got a minute. Them. Exactly. Go ahead. We we got a minute and a half left in the show, so I'm going to wrap it up and have fun. Uh, this has been Let's Talk CFL podcast episode number 264. I've been Christopher Jones. I've been. I am uh, Christopher Jones, and I have been uh, hosting the show tonight. Unfortunately. Charles Cliff didn't make it tonight, but the rest of the panel was here. We did give a shout-out to our, our good buddy and friend, uh, Frank Stanishi, on the 600th episode of his podcast. Congrats, buddy. And uh, I'm going to say goodnight and uh, turn it over to uh, Mark. It's up to you, bud. Yeah, I'm going to give a quick shout-out to Mike at Last Word on CFL. Uh, they're doing a great job there on promoting the show and do, doing a bunch of stuff. So, And I'll talk to everybody next week. Awesome. Sunday night, watch football. Chris, say goodnight. Good night, everybody. Uh, thanks for joining us again. And uh, guess, uh, we'll hopefully see you or listen to you on uh, Sunday after some great football this weekend. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Will McDonald, say goodnight, my friend. Good night, everybody. Make sure you watch football this weekend and go Owls. <laughs> go Owls. Bummer sucks. Good night, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>